You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is Tuesday, December 11th. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, live from Columbus, Ohio, here at 97.1. The fan, your home of Ohio State Athletics. That's right. What's up, man? I'm good. So, look, I mean, we'll get into some fun stuff here about some of the NFL Buckeyes. Um, some playmakers you may have heard of. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. But we got some nonsense going on around here at the station today, which it's usually true. happens a lot. Um, yeah. Look, I I made a stupid bet with a man that... <laughs> with a man that doesn't know his limitations. That just does not know his limitations and... If you don't know, we've got a show called Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bo Bishop, former Buckeye James Laurinaitis. You guys know him. He harasses us every day while we're doing our podcast. He happens to be out of town this week, so it's a lot calmer around here. But they're on 10 to noon. Mm -hmm. Catch them before the show I produce from 12 to 3 with another linebacker, Bobby Carpenter, former anchor, does it all. Anthony Rothman does everything. Yeah. So the producer of the Bishop and Laurinaitis show, his name is Mark with a C, which is perfect for him when it you is. think about it it is perfect for him i mean normal people named mark are with the k exactly but he's with the c right. no no uh you know no harm no foul to anybody out there who's named mark with the c but he but for him fits personally the personality yeah. yes for him personally we will hold it against him because we deal with chops every single day every day and we know how much of an animal this dude is so his nickname is chops we give you a little backstory when he first was an intern here and i was producing he was helping me out and i was producing the show with bobby obviously you guys know the history there he had these really thick sideburns, yeah. like really thick, just oh, yeah. disgusting, sweaty sideburns. <laughs> and so we came up with the nicknames Chops, and yeah. now he's got a nice beard going. He's got the flow going, a little Fabio action, so I'll give him love for that because yep. I, I do respect that. So I made it. He came into the studio. You, you know, us two have been going back and forth, Chops and I, about bananas because I eat bananas all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I eat almonds and all that crap, all that healthy stuff. That You're getting nobody too cares. skinny, man. I've been hearing that a lot around here. You're getting here too skinny. Mike, common man, told me I see it in your face. He said, go to Taco Bell and eat a burrito or something. I said, no, that, that's not what I do. I got to get gear up for the summer because I got goals for this We're summer. six months away from but the I, summer. I got to start now. Does Mitch Trubisky not train in the offseason for the season that you guys are having? Well, Mitch Trubisky is the best running back in the league, so he's going to do what he wants to do. I'm nowhere near Mitch Trubisky. I see that clock, that calendar hit November. I start putting my winter weight on. I'm well, like a bear in hibernation, all right? I need to put on that extra layer of fat and gristle. Right. That way I can stay warm through these cold Columbus winters. Fair enough. So Chops and I always go back and forth because he thinks if you eat a lot of fruit, you can still gain weight. I think it's somehow um, a way to you know soften the blow in his mind about the crappy food that he eats all the time. That yep. if he ate a ton of fruit or if I eat a ton of fruit, I'll I'll get fat, and he can just eat crappy food, and he'll get fat. <laughs> so that's neither here nor there. We've always been going back and forth. But about a two-week argument. So we came up with this bet that I didn't think that Chops could eat 20 bananas an entire day. Yep. Well, let me tell you something, folks. I'm going to owe this beast a lunch. Yep, you are. Because when I strolled in here at about 9.15 this morning, the first thing that I see, because he had to know it was me walking around the sure. corner, because you can hear the beep, you can hear the yep. door. He's standing at his desk, peeling back a banana and said, <laughs> this is number 10. And if you haven't heard Chops' that's voice, right. that's pretty close to that's, what Chops that's does That's exactly there. what he sounds like. So I'm thinking this dude's got, what, 20, 35 minutes left until, well, about 25 minutes until he's done with his shift. Yeah. And I think he's going to be done. I mean, he's, um, so I know that right now he didn't want to eat any during his show 
because he's like, yeah, I got to, uh, you know, I got to stay on my on my game and everything and not be thrown off by eating bananas. Got to make sure these guys have everything they need. And he told me that he's at 11 right now. So as of 11.26 yep. in the morning, he has done 11 out of 20 in the first four and a half hours that he's been awake in the day. He's an absolute beast. He's an animal. And I asked him what he wanted for lunch, and of course all he said was Taco Bell. That's right. Like, that's all the dude likes is Taco Bell and beer. That's uh, it. He can yeah, live off right. Taco Bell and beer. And I think a lot of people could, <laughs> but we're saying that that is literally all Mark lives his life. He eats, he has a Taco Bell right across the street from him. He's got a carryout right across the street from him. This is all he does. He yeah. is a Taco Bell and a beer That's guy. It. That's all he does, and he's an absolute monster. I'm looking at him right now. Maybe he, he is standing up, so maybe he's trying to digest the food. My well, only he hope. Maybe he's hurting a little bit, because usually he's sitting down. I've never seen him stand up in the studio Maybe before. he's hurting a little bit. Maybe the banana sweats are starting to come on. Banana sweats. You know, you get the meat sweats. Banana maybe, man. He's, maybe, he's, excuse me, he's got the banana sweats going on but it's looking like folks i'm gonna take an l i'm gonna have to owe this man a couple burritos from taco bell which is perfectly fine at but least I- he's not like getting saying like hey man i'm gonna go to hyde park for lunch at least he's like staying in the ballpark and saying hey man i want to go to taco now you may spend like 14 dollars at taco fair. bell for his lunch which is fair i told him fill up whatever you want we will go to taco bell i'm at your disposal you tell me what you want from taco bell we'll go through the drive through and we'll have some fun with that so that's just a little fun story some nonsense that's been going on um, around here. Let me tell you, man, yeah. our, like, I don't know what it is, but our building ever since the news that Urban Meyer was <laughs> going to step down at the end of the year has been, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just been all over the place. Like show hosts have been all over the place. Producers yeah. have been all over the place. Salespeople, management, everyone. I feel like after that news dropped, and I don't know if it was like you know, you work your way up all season, like you've been focused on sure. football for so long. But, like, after that news came down and after you realize that Ohio State's going to the Rose Bowl and they're not going to the college football playoff, it has been just like the Wild West out it's here in our studios. I mean, I was sitting at my desk the other day when you guys were initially starting this 20 <laughs> Banana Challenge. It was the craziest scene I've ever seen at this radio station. There was, I was like sitting eight at my, people involved. I was sitting at my desk. Finch was on the other side. Chopper was on the other side. Yeah. Timmy Hall, who I host the show with yep. from 6 to 8 right here on The Fan every night. Yep. Common Man and T-Bone were out there. <laughs> Bodie, our new producer, was there. Brad, our promotions guy. Carp was in there. Rothman was in there. Yep. Everybody like in this building was going back and forth. And I'm tell it really has been like the Wild West for the past week and a half. It's been nuts. It has absolutely been bananas. And if you think about it, just going back to the summer, the last five months in Columbus have been absolutely bananas. But there's definitely a senioritis feel going on. Oh yeah, around here. I think people are on vacation. Mike's been out a couple days. Look, we're 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 without football. We don't have a ton to talk about right now, especially in Buckeye Land. We got some news for you. We'll have some fun in the second block here. Uh, with some Michael Thomas versus Zeke conversation. But, no, it's been nuts around here. And, look, I, I just think um, that Chops is an absolute freak show when it comes to eating food. I mean, this guy's an absolute monster. I know Beam tweeted out a picture. Beam, tell him where your Twitter handle's at. Yeah, at Brandon Beam 971 I tweeted out a picture yesterday of you, Maddie, yep. and standing right next to Chops. There was the 20 bananas there. Yeah. We were over at the grocery store. We yep. got them. Chops is, like, caressing the bananas with a big smile so on his excited. face. He really is. And I and look, I even tried to pick some really ripe bananas. And there were some people out on Twitter telling them, hey, there's no way you're going to be able to eat these bananas because they're so ripe. This dude's stomach is just absolutely incredible. Now, yeah. like you said, he could be hurting right now. He could be hurting right now. But when I came in here two hours ago and he's saying I've already got 10 done, 
That's what scared you me. You were shook. And that's when I yeah. knew I was going to take that. Well, we got to mention some Buckeye stuff here because we've got Chip Kelly talking about Ryan Day, and then we'll get into some Michael uh, Thomas and Zeke stuff here in a little bit. But former Buckeye basketball player Michael Potter from Mineral, Ohio, 6'9", 240. He's taking his talents up to Madison, about that? Wisconsin. He dropped this yesterday. Can't wait to get to Madison. Hashtag on Wisconsin. So look. You and I, we never have a beef with anybody trying mm. to better their future and take care of their career. Obviously, this doesn't have a financial impact. It possibly could if he goes to the NBA and all that nonsense. But right now, I think this was just more about playing time. When you look at the guys that are in front of him uh, right now here at Ohio State, you guys, you're looking at the guys that are making an impact as true freshmen with Dwayne Washington sure. Jr., uh, with our guy Luther Muhammad. But it, more importantly, it's Kyle Young. I mean, you and I went to that Syracuse game yeah. a couple weeks he ago. He was great. He's phenomenal. He's been solid all year long. He's been so vital to this basketball team, especially when teams have gone small beam and taken Caleb Wesson out of the game. I mean, he's been a guy that Chris Holman has had to rely on. So just some quick Buckeye basketball news or former Buckeye basketball news. Michael Potter is going to be in the Big Ten. You'll see him maybe once or twice a year. And uh, look, I wish him nothing but the best because he sees an opportunity there. Wisconsin's been a solid basketball team for a decade plus now mm-hmm. easily more than that actually so um no he's got an opportunity and i can't knock it at all no i can't either i've always been in the camp and um you know do what's best for you do what's best for your family your personal life and all that stuff uh and i know this has been kind of a hot topic around the area of college basketball and college football it's like you know you don't your coaches and maybe institutions and conferences don't want players transferring within the same conference right. but listen i i just i don't understand that thinking coming from a coach or a player or a university, it's just because, Maddie, you know, these guys are more than basketball players, all right? These guys are more than football players. They're students first. They're student athletes. And for 98% of college athletes who go on scholarship, like they're not going to make it to any sort of a pro level uh, to play basketball, play football, baseball, whatever. And so you look at these guys, and I've always been in the camp of the student athlete on this one because you're telling me, you know, even if let's take, you know, football, for instance, or let's take Micah Potter, you know, let's say that Micah Potter uh, wants to be an engineer. All right. He wants to be an engineer. And let's say that, you know, Wisconsin has a great engineering school and right. maybe Ohio State's. Uh, I know it does, but I'm just using this as an sure, example. Yeah. Let's just say that he wants to go there and engineer and like there's nothing uh, that he wants to get off his chest more than becoming an engineer. But he wants to play basketball at the same time. Right. I've always been in that camp. It's like you can't take away. 14 schools out of this kid's conversation because it's in the same conference because at the end of the day they're students first athletes second so if you want a degree from the university of wisconsin you want a degree from university of michigan you want a degree from purdue you know any sort of thing like this in the big 10 i'm always happy for a kid who can transfer in conference because one it kind of keeps that familiarity with who you're going to play and the style of play and all that um, so I've always been in the camp of the players on this, Maddie. I think transferring in the same conference is fine. Listen, you're going to face your former team once or twice a year. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. Do you think that Micah Potter going over there is going to flip the tail for Wisconsin and Greg Gard and give them that much of an upper hand playing Ohio State? Absolutely not. I mean, come on. Let's be real here. Get these guys a great academic institution to go to. Congratulations, Micah Potter, for finding another landing spot in the Big Ten. Yep. I think it's fantastic for him. He gets to go play for Greg Gard. That program has been kind of down, you know, mm-hmm. the past year and a half, two since years. Since Ryan left, yep. Yeah, since Bo Ryan left. I think 
Uh, Greg Greg Gard actually got them to you know Sweet 16, Elite Eight, maybe. Uh, but they've really kind of taken a dip. So if Micah Potter feel, feels like he can help the Badgers, then good for him. So be it. So be it. I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch? When you just want to see your squad win, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, and no hidden fees. Cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back in a second. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so we got to talk about this cat, Michael Thomas, because I don't think it gets talked about enough nationally yep. how great he is at the wide receiver position. Because when everybody, and rightfully so, when national opponents always talk about the best wide receivers in the league, look, you got Antonio Brown, Julio, Odell, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, those are usually the New, four yeah, that you hear first. Those are your big four. Now, Michael Thomas has set another NFL record for the most catches in the first three seasons in the history of the National Football League. Yeah. He had 11, history of the Shield. Unbelievable. 11 catches for 98 yards against Tampa uh, when in their win on Sunday. I mean, B, I don't think any Buckeye fans saw this coming. And if they try to tell you they did, they're absolutely You're lying. lying. Yep. It's been an absolute pleasure to watch this dude ball out every single week because he is so reliable. And obviously, when you partner up with Drew Brees, you partner up with one of the best offensive minds as a head coach in Sean Payton, that's going to help you. But he's still got to go out there and get the job done. And when you look at what the Saints have, they really don't have another wide receiver that really scares you outside of Michael Thomas. Sure. right? All the other weapons that you're scared about is number nine, Alvin Kamara, and Mark Ingram. This guy, what he's been able to do with all the attention on him, just lets you know how talented he is because there's certain receivers in the league. When you look at down the road in Cincinnati, right? Tyler Boyd has been balling when A.J. Green's mm-hmm. been in there. When A.J. Green got injured, he's not ready to be a number one wide receiver. So when you got a guy like this that gets that double coverage, gets all that safety help every single week, and he's still able to smash records, it's absolutely incredible what he's been able to do. And you're looking at right now with the tra- trajectory of his career, this cat may end up in Canton. Yeah, Maddie, what you look at him, you know, we always kind of joked about Michael Thomas as like a spring game all-star, right? You know, mm-hmm. Scarlet and Gray game all-star uh, because that's when he had his best performances at Ohio State. Now you look at the three-game run uh, going to the back to the 2014 national title team. You know, Michael Thomas started a flash. He had the great catch by Evan Spencer uh, who threw that touchdown pass to Dime. him against Bama. I mean, he got the, the two feet in the end zone. It's crazy. Uh, would count in the league. It only needed to be one foot in college, uh, but it was all good. And so you look at this guy coming out of the draft, and, um, you know, I think he was probably, probably – where he was supposed to be at in the draft, coming off of his years at Ohio State, um, really not even being the number one target. Remember, Devin Smith was always going to be the number one guy. You had a power running game with yep. Zeke. And so you look at a guy like Michael Thomas, and you're like, okay, this this guy is going to be you know, probably a good number two weapon in the NFL. Maybe he can yes, develop perfect, into a yeah. number one uh, at some point. But, you know, he's, he's probably not going to be a superstar. And then he comes into this league, and I know that – you know, Drew Brees is throwing him the ball, which obviously elevates his <laughs> talent a little bit. Right. Um, but, you know, I was I was doing some research on it, and earlier on in the year, Maddie, this was a stat that was really crazy to me, is that because I'm thinking that Drew Brees is obviously going to be the big reason why Michael Thomas is succeeding down there, but Michael Thomas's catch rate 
uh, from Drew Brees earlier on in the year. I, I don't know what it is now. Yep. It was like 91%. His Scary. catch rate. All right, his catch rate with balls targeted toward, towards him. It was the highest in the league. Scary. Not very many drop passes at all. And so I'm like, all right, well, you know, 91%, that's pretty high, but let's look at a guy like Alvin Kamara who catches these short passes. Mm-hmm. Let's look at a guy like him and see what he was. Alvin Kamara, I think, was at like 74 or 75%. Oh, so this guy is not only facing number one cornerbacks, uh, but he's also going out there and just dominating game, ripping the heads off of defenses, everything like that. He gives Drew Brees such a weapon on yep. the outsides. And so you look at a guy like this, and really, I mean, it's it's shaking to watch Michael Thomas watch, watch him play the game of football, yeah. uh, to see all that he does on the field coming from what he was in the Ohio State offense. Like, you had a bona fide superstar. Right possible future Hall of Fame wide receiver there, and he still couldn't get a 1,000 yards receiving at Ohio State in a season. Like, it's just, it's mind-shattering how much talent was on that 2014 National Championship team because you watch this cat in the league, and it's just like, no doubt to me, it's like I understand that DeAndre Hopkins and Mm -hmm. Odell Beckham and Antonio Brown and Julio are freaks of nature, and they deserve that, but if you're not putting Michael Thomas in the conversation of your top five, you're you're out of of your mind. You're tripping, tripping. You can make a case that Ohio State right now has the best running back and wide receiver in the National Football League. You can make a great argument for both guys. Sure. Because you look at what Zeke's doing. I know last year with dealing with all the legal stuff, he wasn't able to play all those games, misses six games, can't put up the numbers that we expect him to do, like we're seeing him do right now. I mean, Zeke had over double-digit catches in the game the other night and over 100 yards rushing. I mean, what he's – and look, the biggest thing you remember coming out was his pass blocking. Sure. A lot of people like that more than everything else that he could do. That was one of his biggest weapons. But both of these guys and what they are able to do at the highest level week in and week out is such a good recruiting pitch for Ryan Day moving forward because I know they're urban guys. But whenever you can attach – some of the best players in the league to your university. You do only, it. You do it, and it's only going to help. And you see Michael Thomas. He was just at the game the other day, the Michigan game. Yeah. Those guys were here. They had a bye week. Those guys are on the sidelines. Right. You don't think recruits are sitting in the stands looking at Michael Thomas saying, wait a minute, man. He came through this machine. You're looking at Zeke. You're looking at Joey Bosa. Nick Bosa is going to be a guy who's going to Number one overall go, pick. Right. I mean, all Dwayne Haskins, top 10 pick. I mean, all this stuff that Ryan Day is going to have uh, at his disposal to use when he steps in the family rooms is all going to be great. I want to ask you real quick before you tell us about Sling TV. For the next three years, yeah. you get one of the weapons. You get Zeke or you get can't guard Mike. Who are you rolling with? Uh, it's so tough. I guess it all depends on your philosophy of, you know, football. Like do you what like it, do you like yep. an air it out attack or do you like a guy who can pound the rock? Personally, like I love a nasty running back. You know, you look at guys like Todd Gurley, you look at yeah. guys like Zeke Elliott, uh, Alvin Kamara down there with the Saints. Yeah. Like, you know, it, I feel like a strong running back makes the quarterback and the wide receivers that much happier mm-hmm. because then, you know, it keeps the defense off of balances. So, like, if you're giving me a guy for the next three years that I have to have with Drew Brees probably finishing up here in the next three years, probably like you easily, get him at the yeah. peak of his power yep. still uh, for the next three years, or you get Zeke. I just think with that, what Zeke can do out of the backfield, catching the ball, is so impressive. Not only can he run off tackle, not yeah. only can he run up the middle, not only can he get to the edges, mm-hmm. he can pass block, he can run block, he can do everything that you could possibly ask for, but that ability to catch the ball out of the backfield uh, and make people miss an open space, like I think I give a 51% to 49% edge to Zeke. That's the perfect percentage to use. I'm right there with you, and I'll also add to your Zeke conversation because that's who I would ride with 
because it helps out your defense. Right. It keeps if you got a bad defense. Well, we've seen Dallas. They got a great defense this year. Right. Their defense has been great this year. The but Wolf he's Hunter. he's been. I mean that that dude. Yeah. Man. Nasty. Him and Jalen Smith. Whew. Watch well, out, man. But he can help out defenses. He can keep a bad defense on the side, and also it can keep an elite offense on the sideline as your opposing team, right? When you're going, we saw it play, play out against Michael Thomas's team. They sure. went into Dallas and only scored 10 points because Zeke was draining that clock and their defense is that good. Both those guys are incredible, incredible players. And both those guys, if they continue to play the way they're playing right now, will be no doubt Hall of Fame, Famers. Beam, let them know about Sling, please. Yeah, Matty, you don't want to watch the game you need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Well, Sling TV is the best way for you to watch college football, especially with bowl season uh, coming up on us. For only $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Streaming on your big screen and all of your favorite devices, Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except it's only better. The best part about Sling TV is there are absolutely no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time of your choosing. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners, if you happen to be listening to the Locked on Buckeyes podcast, you can get your seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. This is Locked on Buckeyes, your team every day. Ours a former Oregon head coach, former mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagle head coach, current UCLA Bruins head former coach. Former 49ers head coach, Yes, too. I'm sorry. I forgot about that one. Chip Kelly <laughs> has weighed in on current Ohio State head coach Ryan Day. And here's the quote. I think Ryan is special. He reminds me personality-wise and in the way he does about everything Bob Stoops did. They've got the same intensity, and they've got a really big fa- – they're really big family guys. Sometimes you hear someone talk about how a coach is a big family guy, and it might sound like they're saying there's something soft about them, but there's nothing soft about Bob or Ryan. They both have the competitiveness, the intensity, and the presence about them. Bob's first head coaching job was one of the premier coaching jobs in the country, and he did a great job – Ryan's first head coaching job is also one of the premier jobs, and I think he'll do a great job too. So this only adds being to what we've been hearing about guys that are around college football, guys that have run programs, guys that have run, in this case, NFL franchises that see Ryan Day, see the potential in him. And obviously Chip Kelly's got ties to Urban, and those guys are good buddies. But Chip Kelly's not going to put his name out there uh, for Ryan Day, let alone compare him to one of the better college football coaches we've seen in the last couple of decades, that being Bob Stoops, if they really didn't believe in this guy, and we mentioned it, man. Irving kept going back to the word elite when he talked about Ryan Day. Yep. And you got a guy like Chip Kelly, who's an offensive-minded guy, who probably sees some of the same things in Ryan Day that he sees in himself. Um, this should only add to the nice cake and put more icing on that for Buckeye fans to feel good about this hire because there's so many elite um, head coaches, elite offensive mind, elite coaches that have played or coached in college football and the NFL that are signing off on this hire. So it should make Buckeye fans feel great. Man. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at Ryan Day's tenure, you know, he was an assistant to uh, Chip Kelly when he was with the San Francisco 49ers uh, a couple of years ago. You roll back the clocks, Maddie, and you go all the way back to January 1st of 2017. Uh, Ryan Day was a guy who was fired a part of Chip Kelly's staff there in San Francisco. This was a guy who, you know, was coming along. He was looking for a job. And uh, what do you know? Urban Meyer decides to hire this cat who just been fired from the NFL. You yeah. fast forward the clocks now two years uh, from January 1st, 2017 to January 2nd of 2019. Ryan Day will be the active head coach of Ohio State. So, you know, time flies for him. 
Um, now he's just he's climbed a huge mountain uh, at Ohio State. Is obviously going to be the the head coach starting on January two for the Buckeyes. But whenever you get a guy like Chip Kelly, you know I know we can talk about his NFL run and obviously how it you know wasn't the best of situations yep. he found himself in in Philly. Uh, Peterson comes over and um, wins you know a win, wins a yeah wins a Super Bowl. Uh, San Francisco seems to be on the up and up. They got their guy in Jimmy G with mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan. They'll be fine next year. Um, but you know you look at a guy like Chip Kelly. Uh, a guy who is definitely well respected. I know he's kind of had a tough go of it here at UCLA, but what he built at Oregon, you know, we you go back and you look at what Oregon was. Like Oregon was the prior version of Clemson. I feel like fair, you know fair. where Clemson had been dominating. They had just been you know scoring a bunch of points. They had been recruiting guys left and right. You know when Chip Kelly was at Oregon, they were a national title contender almost like every year that he was there. Yeah. Uh, and they so played Ohio State in right. the championship game. Exactly. Well, Mark Helfrich was there, but he built right. that. Yeah, and so you know you you look at programs that he's built, and I still think Chip Kelly's a great coach. And um, what he's saying there about Ryan Day, I mean that's that's pretty impressive there. Uh, for Chip Kelly to say that about Ryan Day, and let's not forget he's only 39 years old. So yeah. if he wants, the, like, if he continues to win at even just a slightly less clip than Urban Maddie, yep. like we can see this dude here for 20, 25 years. It's crazy to think about. You're so right, but think about this: the momentum that Holtman has, sure. what we think Ryan Day can oh, yeah. be, and you look at their ages. These guys could be here for. 15 to 20 years. Sure. You just said it. I mean, that is unbelievable when you think about that. Now, you're going to have to worry about the Dukes coming to call Chris Holtman if this momentum goes. Carolinas, All Kansas, that stuff with all those Self and Roy. Hughes. And those guys are in the back nine in Bayheim. If he's going to build an empire here, they're going to have to throw all that money at Holtman. That's going to be interesting. But right now, Buckeye fans, you're talking about the pillars of, an, of a university, that being the basketball and football program, being run by two young guys that are getting a lot of love from legendary people in the same field. It's something special. What do you got going on today? I got nothing today. It's a nice Tuesday night. We got a 45-minute show. We got Jackets time uh, tonight at 7 o'clock. So, yeah, I got I got really nothing. I'm just going to be watching Chops all day smash these bananas. And hopefully I'll be watching him throw up eventually. I got Christmas <laughs> shopping to do, so I got to peel out of here after the show, and I got to start chipping away at Christmas shopping. I don't like being out amongst the people nope, like that. I'm with you. So I'm not going to be in a great mood. But we will be in a great mood when we come back tomorrow. You guys are great for sticking with us. Thanks so much for looking, listening to the Lockdown Buckeyes podcast. Peace. Thank you.